Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. It's about that time this month here in the month of August 2021. It's catching up here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I am one half of the hosting squad from Kicking Out It To, another great show here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, Dave Rosenbluth. And joining me as always, my tag team partner, my partner in crime, the architect of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network himself, Mr. Kobe Naito. What's up, bud? Hey, what's going on, Dave? Uh, happy to be catching up on wrestling with you after a busy, busy weekend in the wrestling world. Um, well, it's been a wow. busy month. I mean, we got a lot to discuss. I mean, yeah, a lot. Know, True. We got we got a mouthful. I mean, it's it's so there's so much to discuss that you know our original format, kayfabe behind the curtain, breaking the fourth wall. We were going to do a SummerSlam 1994 watch along, courtesy of Nick Opaluski, our longtime loyal follower and listener. But we felt that we we're going to have to put that off to the side. Sorry, Nick, but we'll get to your request at another time and talk about yeah, some of the timing more- didn't work out for us, and there was a you know it, it's it's a little late to review it. I mean, but like you said, we're we're going to continue on. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're you know we're. Ju- we're going to roll with what's going on in the wrestling world. I mean, we talk about guys that are getting released, guys that are coming back, talk about SummerSlam, talk about, you know, just the wrestling world has been the last month or so since fans have returned has really amped up. Wrestling fans are still the same. They're still going to complain whether there's whether there's an audience or no audience. They're still going to complain, but the the in-ring action and the moves that are being made in the last month or so has really kicked things up a notch post-pandemic. Even though we're still in this pandemic, it, now we have fans attending shows, wearing masks. It's it, it's it's been it's been a cool thing to see the people come back. We kind of talked about it last month with Money in the Bank and 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 the the return of, of an audience to live shows. But we'll elaborate further as we talk about you know this week's or this month's subjects. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Kobe, just uh, you know, take it away because I'm I'm rambling on here and I can't keep doing this. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I mean, we we have a lot going on this month, and we will we will catch back up with Nick Opaluski's request. Um, and we have a little bit of an, an idea that um, I started a Facebook group um, to where we can have polls there um, and be more interactive with just the 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 diehard fans uh, like Nick Opaluski, and we want to see who else can request. Um, something good for us to watch as bonus content. We want to watch more stuff, um, and we want to give other listeners uh, a chance to do that as well. Yeah. So this Facebook page, um, I will share that on the actual Retromania Facebook page, um, so you guys can go and join that group. It'll be a public group, and uh, we'll be able to, you know, give you options of what would you like to watch this month. You know, this or that, or or you can give us the uh, the option of what you would like to see and we'll see who can maybe uh knock off nick as a a diehard loyal listener 
um, and we'll always give, do his requests as well. Um, but we just want some more bonus content to pre pretend to you guys, and um, you know, well, here's the challenge: listener here's, interactive. Go here's, ahead, here's the challenge for all you listeners out there. Nick's been bringing it hard to all of, you know to, to us here at Retromania. He's been he's been giving us the content. He's been offering up the ideas as a loyal listener and follower, and we're gonna keep running with his ideas until one of you out there knocks him off his perch and sends us a DM or writes on the Facebook page and says, hey, we'd like a request too. We'd like you to watch this show or that show or whatever on the Peacock. Grab your Peacock, yep. if you will. So until one of you out there says, hey, I'm over here. I got a request too. We're going to keep taking Nick's request. So this is the Nick Opaluski special request watch along challenge, if you will. So Nick, if you're listening, absolutely, you're welcome. Absolutely, and and you don't have to uh, necessarily be, uh, you know, WWE. Just you know, strictly that. It doesn't no. have to be just that. It can be anything from YouTube. Um, I do have the Ring of Honor Honor Club app, and Dave does has the it does have the Impact app. Um, we are trying to figure out a way that him and I can share that together. But um, we'll see if we can work that out, and then you can do some Ring of Honor request, um, some old Impact or TNA, um, yep. whatever you like. Absolutely. Um, YouTube is always friendly as well. Um, just don't give us a like a link of like some Daily Motion thing that'll give us a virus, please. But uh, yeah, Why, Daily Motion uh, gives out viruses. <clears throat> No, no, no. There's like some uh, like not Daily Motion, but um, oh man, there was there was something where there there was a site to where uh, it was like what it was not Rotch Wrestling, but it's like Wrestling Hunter, Sports Hunter, but it it, it would be like linked with like viruses. So okay, just nothing like that, folks. Gotcha. But, uh, we're we're welcome to everything else. Um, so yeah, uh, let's 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 start that up and uh, let's get that going. And everybody, you can always find us. And the archive, the illustrious archive on Retromania, searching any podcasting app, Retromania with a W. Um, we're on Podbean, it's our home base. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, like I said, there's 360 plus episodes and probably 300 to 400 hours of content there. Um, just illustrious shows like Kicking Out at Two. Dave, you want to tell everybody what's going on in your land? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's been it's been a SummerSlam theme the last few weeks. We did a build a SummerSlam episode with uh, Dennis and Justin and myself, where we took matches from previous SummerSlams and we built the ultimate SummerSlam card from these matches, uh, where we where we had different categories. We had a guest host, we had a location, we had a squash match, we had uh, a, a title match, we had a main event, we had different categories, a tag team match, etc. Um, uh, uh, so it was a lot of fun doing that. Gotta taking, say, I enjoyed that one, listening yeah, to that one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. Justin brought out the whiteboard. He went to Staples, spent 30 bucks on a big-ass whiteboard and a marker <laughs> and, and, and an eraser, and, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. We're going to we're gonna do the build build a concept on Kicking Out of 2. We're going to keep doing that. We might do something for Survivor Series. I was actually thinking of maybe build a Starcade, because that would be kind of cool. Uh, kind of going WCW a little bit, going old school, if you will. Uh, so we got some ideas, you know, that we're just kind of throwing out there. And of course, scheduling as always is, is a big part of making that happen. But uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, as we're recording this, we are dropping the SummerSlam 1991 watch along with my good buddy Dean Yelanis. Dean's one of my oldest friends since I was seven years old. My first best friend ever in life. And he just happened to be a wrestling fan. And we watched, that was the first SummerSlam I ever ordered on pay-per-view, and Dean watched it at my grandparents' house with me. So we go back 30 years 
to watch this show on the anniversary wow. of it. So I thought it was kind of cool that he came by. We watched this. We had a few laughs. We talked about you know what was you know what we were watching, and of course our memories as we watched this in my grandparents' living room 30 years ago. So. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. So uh, go check that out over at uh, Retromania by searching Retromania with a W. Uh, you can find it on Podbean and all the podcast platforms available as well by searching Retromania with a W. SummerSlam 1991 Watch Along, all up in your streams. Awesome, man. Cool stuff. Um, got a lot of content coming out now. Uh, Jimmy Price has joined me back to review the show. Heels About time. Stars. About yep. time. Welcome back. Um, yeah, uh, we just finished up episode two next Monday we'll be dropping episode three, um, so yeah, it, it's it's been a it's been a fun time watching that show, and of course, cool down, AC, White House, White, and Edwards all getting together talking about AEW and uh, news, uh, you know, scattered about rumors and things. Um, it, it's always good content on Retromania. Yeah, uh, a smorgasbord, a buffet, if you will, of different wrestling podcast content retro current you know reviews recaps things like that lots of lots of great wrestling content that you guys should be a part of go over there sign up retro mania on podbean you know like the facebook page follow us on twitter do all that yeah it helps us grow yeah you know share it like rate review do it. Absolutely. Do it. it keeps it keeps us motivated as well. Yes. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, let, let's get into this, man. I mean, I, I know everybody's been talking about it, but you and I haven't given our actual reactions, uh, you know, talking as well. Uh, the return of CM Punk. Where do I start? Um, I've said it on this show. I've said it on my show. I've said it on a lot of podcasts. I'm not the biggest fan of him. Never mm-hmm. was. Okay. And it wasn't because of his character or his skill or his ability in the ring or what he contributed to the wrestling business. It was the way that he conducted himself, you know, behind the scenes, publicly, the way he treated wrestling fans on the way out the door. I'm not, and I've said this before, and I'll reiterate this point again. I, I am not, I am not faulting him for leaving wrestling. At that time, mm-hmm. you know, because that was a big talking point that he had, you know, cut in his promo where, you know, he he felt like people were upset with the decisions that he's made. You know, I'm sure that there is a, 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 a fair amount of truth to what he was saying regarding his time in WWE. Now, did he have to take a little cheap shot at them? No, not really. But, you know, he's it's par for the course with him. He's still got some bad blood with them. That's that that that's never going to change. I felt like. With the promo itself, it wasn't earth-shattering what he was doing. Um, He spoke from the heart. It felt genuine. It felt organic. But um, did he need to trash WWE? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think it would have been kind of cool if he really, you know, uh, kind of, you know, more so spoke about what he plans to do in AEW. Now, he, he kind of did that towards the end when he called out Dar- Darby Allen. They set up the match for All for all Out, which should be pretty cool. Um, the one thing that I liked most about that moment wasn't the fact that he returned. Because I've said this too. I will not lose sleep if he never returned to wrestling. But was right. it a cool moment to watch? Absolutely. I won't take that away from him or AEW whatsoever. But what was even cooler was the fact that we've lived in a, in a pro wrestling world in a pandemic where there has been no audience for 
you know, the last year and some change. And to see that audience react that way to him returning, granted they had the home field advantage with him being from Chicago, it was just so cool to see the audience, you know, give back in that way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, people will shit all over the guy that was crying, and now he's become a meme. They call him crying CM Punk fan. And, (laughs) you know, I I thought it was funny at first, but at the same time, like, if that makes you feel, then then go ahead and feel that. You know what? Fuck that. You know what I mean? Fuck everybody else and what they have to say. But for me, the moment was just the fact that the audience was so excited to see him return. Now, it, it wasn't about... Him returning. It wasn't about what he was going to do. Like I said, could I have done without the WWE kind of little jabs? Yeah, I could have. But at the same time, um, it, it was it was very cool to watch because we hadn't seen that kind of reaction in such a long time, even before the pandemic. And that audience was rabid. They were just red hot from the get go. Now people say, well. You know, should you have started the show with it, or should you have ended the show with it? Should you have built towards it? You got one argument where it's if you ended the show with him coming out and they closed with CM Punk, you know, you would have CM Punk chance all night long, and and yeah. the previous matches wouldn't have gotten over. But at the same time, it's it's really a double edged sword because he came out, he opened the show, and it was like, okay, motherfuckers, follow that. You know what I mean? Like, well, true. I didn't but care that's about also the presentation of AEW. Sometimes it's correct, like the, correct. Yeah. Now, I, either way, I just enjoyed the raw passion from the audience because of his return. You know what I mean? That's what I took away from it. I didn't take away him, him coming back. It was the audience that really... I popped for their reaction is what, is what I did at the end of the day. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Because I have not heard a reaction like that in a very, very long time. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to his involvement. There's... 100 dream matches that the whole internet's jerking off to right now um, re- regarding him and AEW. I, I, I'm i intrigued by his involvement, but I'm not hanging on like everybody else is. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I got to say I, I wasn't uh, available to watch it live, so I watched it like uh, an hour delay on my phone. And, um, same, my phone, same. My I phone actually, was like... Actually, sorry to cut you off. I was at work when it happened, and I had a friend texted me that you know said AE Dub, AE Dub, and then I yeah. was driving home from work, so I put, I plugged my phone into my Bluetooth and and I listened to it in the car, so I didn't really get a chance to see it. And then I woke up the next day and I made my wife watch it because my stepson he used to be a big CM Punk fan, so we watched <laughs> it. Her and I watched it. And she she was like, oh wow, like this is actually pretty cool. But like she hasn't watched wrestling in quite some time. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, my phone was, like, shaking from the reaction of the, the crowd. It was loud, and I was like, is that, like, fake? But no, um, that was real. That's a that's one of the biggest reactions I've heard in the last, like, decade. I mean, you can say, like, John Cena returning at Royal Rumble. Um, that was a big reaction. John Cena even returning at Money in the Bank um, this year was a big reaction. Yes. Uh, what do you think has gotten the biggest pop re- until I... Uh, let me. I'll give you my feelings on the CM Punk thing, but real quick, what do you think has gotten the biggest pop over the last week or this month of people returning or appearing? I'd have to give it to Punk, hands down. Yeah, you know, and we'll talk about some of the other stuff that's been going on this past week with the returns yeah. and things like that. But I, I, I can't. I mean, hands down, head and shoulders. Everything else is fighting for second place. I mean, it's about, it's that, about three or four minutes of the the audience going wild. They had to the, take a commercial break. Yeah, I mean, and they they were in a building that. 
seats 20,000 people, and it sounded like they were in a stadium that seats 60,000 people. So mm-hmm. it was it, it was it, it was a cool moment to watch and a cool moment to be a part of. Like I said, I wouldn't have lost any sleep if he never returned again, and it wasn't so much his return that 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 popped me. It was the way that the audience reacted because it was mm-hmm. just so refreshing to hear an audience react that way in in a post-pandemic world of professional wrestling i mean also the anticipation there's a lot of people that that do want him to return um he was a lot of people's favorite wrestler yeah Uh, you got you know so you got to think seven almost eight years of waiting um that's wild um no i don't take that away from any of them i I I got i got chills i got chills from the the reaction of the uh the audience for sure but uh then we get into the promo like you said and it's just him talking about i'm back and there was a place that made him sick and there was there was some you know that job yeah. but he's already had he's, that conversation though he exactly. already did that publicly he everybody but, knows his story they didn't need to hear yeah i mean let's this is the problem that i have with aew is that you know and maybe this may make me look very pro wwe and i grew up on mainly wwe you know 80s 90s but you know i i've been into all types of wrestling but they don't need to acknowledge the other guys you know True, and that's but maybe the- they're they're trying to give like the common fan that 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 doesn't know a little insight i, I don't know i just you know? I, I i mean the, the bucks do it on a weekly basis yeah. you know everybody else does it they're reliving the attitude era and having callbacks to a company that they're not a part of which you know some people have said there's a couple rumors that you know vince does own AEW, but it's like a joke to begin with now yeah to begin with now yeah well Here's the thing. Now they're working in the same company, yeah. and during his promo, he did say, "I have some unsettled scores." Yeah, uh, in that locker room. To it wouldn't surprise me um, if they if they brought that brought that rivalry to life. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it, it really would. Like you said, there's a lot of possibilities for dream matches for him. Um, but him calling out Darby Allen, that was nice. Uh, that's going to be a, a great match to see. Like, I mean, of course, he's going to have some ring rust, possibly. But uh, who knows? I mean, who, know, who knows how long he's been training? He's a, he's a private guy, so I mean, yeah, you know. he looked to be in in good shape. I mean, he took that hoodie off, and you know, he had some guns still on him. Yeah, but he, you know, he's he's lighter, and AEW's a smaller caliber of uh of wrestler. You know, not yeah. to be not to be like calling everybody vanilla midgets or anything like that. But you know, yeah, uh, we're looking at the the people that participated in SummerSlam. Everybody, they're talking about the height and the weight of the guys. They're like six foot plus and like two something hundred pounds if you Everybody can wrestle and you entertain me and i like yeah. what you do that's all that matters it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're small if you're big you know well i think i think wwe was making a point of that though uh recently for at least SummerSlam. i mean wwe cha- championships and titles have usually you know resided on a bigger uh wrestler yep. you know you think of a few smaller guys brett sean Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, you know. They, Eddie them, Guerrero, yeah. Guys yeah. like that, yeah. Smaller caliber guys, yeah. Yeah. But they also uh, go Brian through. Brian Danielson won. Yeah, they also go through cycles too. Like, just like anything yeah. else. Like, they'll go through a period of time where it's like, and we'll talk about it later, you know, more at length, but they'll go through a period of time where it's like, all right, we're going to go with the younger, more athletic, smaller type that's going to appeal to this audience. And then when they've kind of run that course, and it's like, all right, we're going to go back to the well. And we're gonna go to the bigger guys that you know put us on the map. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, yeah. it, it, it's just a, it's 
we'll talk more about it later, but it's just one of those things where it's, you know, it, it, it comes in, it comes and goes in cycles. Yeah. All in all, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to see Punk. Uh, I, he said he's going to be there every Wednesday and Friday and a couple, you know, Saturdays and Sundays uh, uh, during the months or whatever. Um, so we will see how the interaction with him and this, this newer generation of wrestlers works. Uh, I, I kind of have a feeling he might rub some people the wrong way. In, t- in terms of what? Um, just, you know, the way he is, his passion about the business and sometimes his difficulty to work with other people sometimes. Um, so, but he might be open to, to that AEW style. Yeah. You know? I think that's more in his wheelhouse though. Like with the, with the guys that, with the guys that are are part of that company, you know, the Omegas, the Bucks, you know, the rumor of, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan coming to AEW. I mean, there's, I think, I, I think... Because AEW and Tony Khan offer a lot more creative freedom to talents in order for them to grow as performers, and they aren't so micromanaged like they are in WWE, I think I think he'll he'll ease up a little bit. I think he'll I think he'll still be the same CM Punk, but I think he won't have his guard down as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I he's mean, he, he's got an opportunity to. Uh really, you know, finish out his career the way he wants to. Yeah. Also. Yeah, it's one of those um, things where, like, I, you know, he, 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 I, for the longest time I was like, well, he, he'll, he'll stay out of the game to, you know, to bite his nose off, you know, and bite his nose off to spite his face. Uh, right. But at the same time, like, I'm sure that there's that, that itch financially, not saying that the guy needs money, but I'm sure there's that itch financially knowing that there's big money on the table for him to return and him to walk out of this industry on his terms, so there, there, you never. It's it's it, when it comes to guys like him. There's a handful of guys in this business that have walked away, and you could honestly say that these handful of guys define that never say never in pro wrestling. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, Bruno San Martino for twenty something years, if not longer, maybe even thirty something years, he was away from pro wrestling and away from the WWE and they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. In the last years of his life he was involved with the company. You know, yeah. and that was one of the biggest detractors of professional wrestling after it boomed in the eighties. I mean just you know, so he he was from a different era, a different generation, but he was one of those biggest detractors that hated everything about the wrestling that you and I grew up on. So, um, you know, guys like that, and then, of course, you know, CM Punk's another one of those guys. I mean, everyone thought Brett. Oh, Brett ain't coming back. Brett got screwed. Brett's brother died in their ring. He ain't never coming back. And look what happened. I kind of needed some money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knew he'd make make, – so, I mean, Punk's one of those guys, handful, that defines never say never in wrestling. Absolutely. Um, I mean, okay – he could have a, a return rivalry with Chris Jericho, and then that made me think: Have we ever seen Chris Jericho and Sting wrestle? Isn't that kind of like a match that they should have had, or you know, or can build to? Would you want to see that? Eh, I'll be honest with you. Two WCW guys. I'm sure they'll do it. Do I? Am I dying to see it? No. Would I have liked to have seen it 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, 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 definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Same thing with the, uh, you know, same thing. Well, I mean, yeah, let me. I, I, I'm not gonna go back on that. I was gonna say same thing as Undertaker and Sting, 
But, oh yeah. You know, under I mean, I think Undertaker and Sting could have enough hocus pocus to 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 make the build up phenomenal. Nobody will give a shit about the context of the match because it, it, because of their age and their limitations physically, but. Oh, you're talking about uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock. Uh, I mean Goldberg. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get into yes. that. Yeah, we let's, will. Um, let's uh, let's let's talk about who else is uh, probably coming to AEW. Brian Danielson and Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you got to add one more name to that list. Oh. And that's Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. So yeah. he is leaving for sure. Well, it's not. I mean, he the as of this recording. Um, he's still under contract till Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, we'll be dropping this at some point, you know, whether it's later today or later this week. But he's scheduled to his contract is scheduled to run out on Friday. The the the, the rumor mill out there with the dirt sheets is saying that WWE is going to make an offer. Um, it's one of those take it or leave it type of offers, uh, from what I'm hearing. But uh, yeah, he's 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 rumored to be out the door. I mean. After his match at Takeover with with Kyle O'Reilly, um, you know it was the the Elite Omega, the Bucks, everything kind of made references to Cole. Even you know Adam Cole's girlfriend Britt Baker on social media kind of made a reference to him as well. So wow. it, it it appears that if he were to leave WWE, it's AEW. He's AEW bound all the way. Um, wow. I do think though, when it comes to him, and I'll get to the other two in a minute, but when it comes to Adam Cole. I think WWE will kind of back up the Brinks truck a little bit and offer him a, a significant amount of money to stay. And I do, I, I do feel like because they they they've let go of, of Bray Wyatt because they couldn't agree to a new deal with with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him, that they will, you know, you know a, really a really great, great intercontinental, intercontinental champion, champion or a tag, or a tag, team, tag champion, team champion, or he or might even might have, even or have he a, might even. You know, a really great intercontinental champion or a tag team champion. I was just thinking or he that. might even so, have a, or okay, he real might quick. even have a, or he might even have a, a, a small run, maybe even a transitional run as a WWE or a Universal Champion. Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, I, okay, a little like you know, gem there too. He was wearing Money in the Bank colors. You know, I could see him being a guy that wins Money in the Bank and being that thief of a champion. Um, kind of like Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you can have great matches with Rollins too. Um, but yeah, I know that Intercontinental Championship would be uh, would be something that he would be residing with, uh, kind of like Shinsuke Nakamura is at this point, yep. which looks like they they almost made that belt designing for for Shinsuke to have. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think Cole. I mean, who knows? By the time this recording, we could we could find out that he's resigned the deal. Um, but I mean, yeah, things have been happening very fast in the yeah. wrestling world. And and here's the other thing too is, so he goes to AEW. You got so much talent on that roster with all these debuts taking place. You know, allegedly, you know, with Punk and then eventually Danielson, maybe even you know Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, whatever you want to call. Them. How do these guys not get lost in the shuffle, or how do these guys not take take spots away from other people that have already been there for a while? You know, mm-hmm. Andrade, Malachi Black, you know, all these names that have come over, you know, from WWE. I mean, you got, you know, Pinnacle with MJF leading the group. How do you not – there's so much talent on that roster. How do you not take away a spot or get lost in the shuffle? And it's almost like maybe he does have a chance of, of surviving in WWE right now. 
Yeah, I mean, there already has been people that are lost in the shuffle. You got so much talent in AEW. Um, It's it's reminiscent of WCW before they imploded. You know. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But but I guess Khan's got that money, and they have they have TV time, but it's just about spacing it out. But you, like you said, there's a lot of content to watch. There's almost wrestling on every night of the week now. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday with Impact, Friday with Rampage and SmackDown. I mean, holy Christ, Saturday if you get a pay-per-view. Sunday if you get another pay-per-view. I mean, I've mm-hmm. never... It's funny because when I was younger, I would live for days like that, you know? Hell but yeah. Now it's like, I ain't got, I'm 38 years old. I don't got enough goddamn time to watch all this wrestling, you know what I, I mean? Know, my like, fiance was like... You're a father, like, you know? Like, you just had a baby? Like, I mean, Yeah, damn. she was like, is all you do watch wrestling? I was like, I just have a lot to catch up on for this week. <laughs> And then, then she started getting into it, though. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is good. She was like, no, it's fine. Just do, you know, you have to watch and review some things. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, but I don't know how long that'll last because I don't think, like, I, I, like I said, I catch up on what I what I want to see and then I'll fast forward um, some stuff. That's what I do, too. Yeah. I cannot sit, th- I'm sorry, but I cannot sit through, you know, multiple oh. hours of, of, like, unless I'm watching it live. Like I like oh, like yeah, I want to we'll get to that. Yeah, but like I cannot go through like if I see like oh this guy's on all right I'll watch this match oh this person's on all right I'm gonna fast forward this kind of thing like my wrestling viewing habits when it comes to like stuff I've recorded are, is not the same anymore and I think it's because there's almost too much wrestling. Well, wow. Here's the thing, you know, like ratings they talk about the quarter to quarter and watching live TV you can tell. But now that people don't people digest TV differently, so how can you tell what what people really like now? Yeah. You know, how do they how do they how do they get the perception of what people fast forwarded through, skipped or, you know, didn't like? It's kind of it's kind of interesting how they're going to measure that, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to find out how that all. My, my brother's good about like analytics when it comes to TV and stuff like that. So I'll have to I'll have to ask him. Maybe we'll have him on one of these days. Yeah. Um. It, it, so it's interesting to see where Adam Cole will go. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda. That's a name that he he is definitely signed. Correct. No. 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 Oh, I thought he was. Oh. No, his non compete clause hasn't. He just got released a few weeks ago. His non compete. Oh, I thought clause that is ninety days. Well, I thought Meltzer had uh, rumored. Or well, had... Meltzer's a liar, so I mean, well, I don't. I, I mean, if Meltzer's lips are moving, he's not telling the truth. You know, like okay. that's that's just how I look at Meltzer. But his he's got a ninety day no, non compete clause, so he wouldn't be able to sign with them till I believe late October, oh, if wow. anything. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I can look at the calendar right now. Um, late October. If you were to debut him in AEW, it would be the twenty seventh. Okay, so never mind. It would be the twenty seventh of October, um, for like a dynamite. But yeah, um, yeah, he's not scheduled to. I mean, he's rumored to go there. Okay, he's he's, he's rumored, but as far as I mean, they've said like he's virtually going. But like, you know how wrestling is; it could change. WWE could say, you know what. Not so fast. I mean, Triple H did it with Samoa Joe. It wouldn't surprise Dude. me if maybe they... Yeah, but imagine that. What if Samoa Joe had just gone to AEW? You would have had those possibility of those big four names that people love. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he would, have, he would have definitely brought something to, to that programming. Um, especially, you know, that his... His, uh, you know, his, his star power had risen from his time in WWE and NXT. Mm-hmm. 
But as far as Wyndham goes, Bray Wyatt. Well, let's talk about first of all his release before we even okay. talk about. I mean, because that you know we didn't talk about that our last. I don't think we talked about that. No, our last no, one. they they burned the body. Um, they've kind of they kind of killed that character, correct? And Randy yeah, Orton had a comment. I, yeah, I mean, I I'm still scratching my head as to why you couldn't do something with him. I, honestly, I really, I mean. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But it was it's probably the most shocking release of them all in recent memory. You know, more shocking than the 25, 30 people that got let go last year at the start of the pandemic. Well, The Fiend started off very interesting. And then they kind of started killing the character from the birth. Like, one of the first matches with Seth Rollins, he got his head smashed in. And then they just disappeared. You know? I, think, I think what killed the illusion was the fact that they let Rollins into the funhouse and burned it down. You know, oh yeah. Like I think that was like the beginning for me when it came to like if you want to say killing the character because that funhouse to me I felt like was a representation of the illusion in Bray Wyatt's mind that was coming mm-hmm. to life on the television screen, and the fact that they let someone into that so early and get a piece of that, I felt like it took away a lot from his character. And then the next oh, week he uh, had a new funhouse. Alexa Bliss. Uh, coming in there, you know that that I takes like it that, away though. too. I I cannot stand that at all. I I know you're um, not a big fan of that, but I thought that that gave her something fresh and something different, and also added an extension to the presentation with Bray. I mean, that's just me yeah. personally. I like the chair, the character change with her. Sometimes I don't like the doll. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of the doll either. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest with you. I'm not a fan of that either. So I mean, uh, uh, there was so many things, and I'm sure it's not all his fault. You know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the things that we did enjoy were the things that he might have thought of, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Who, who knows? Uh, with, but with the way but that's, WWE, like, books for children sometimes, but even children wouldn't act that way, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'd real when it comes to him, if they were to call him up and say, and I'm talking about WWE, if they were to call him up and say, hey, listen, you know what? <laughs> Let's revisit this. We want to. We want you to come back. You know, let, let's talk. Uh, you know, give him a little bit more freedom creatively to you know come up with ideas for his character, etc. Um, I wouldn't be against that because I think the main event scene in WWE could definitely use him right now on either Raw or SmackDown, either show. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but at the same time. I also kind of want him to join AEW in a very similar dark type character, whatever they want to call him, whether he's the friend or whether he's, you know, cult of Wyndham. I don't know, but I would like to see him join AEW and, and really have that creative freedom to let, let it all out there. And then maybe WWE would be like, all right, we want you back. Kind of like what they do with some talents. They'll let guys go. And as Jr. would say, they go to learn a new hold, and then Drew they McIntyre, call him back. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, um, yeah. John you know, Morrison. It, yeah, there's been a number of guys that have gone and have had success outside of WWE, and then they'll give them a call back and say, "Hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you come back?" I would love to see that happen, but at the same time, he might have too much fun in AEW, and he might stay. You know, right. so I, I, he's the most interesting one of them all. Well, everybody, everybody in the wrestling community is talking about could he be the leader of the Dark Order? You know, replacing his his fallen member Brody Lee. Um, yeah, you know, that's it. That's an there's easy that's an there. easy plug in. It's, there's history there. At the same time, 
I don't know if the, I don't know if they'll go that route. I don't know if they'll. Yeah, the, kind of seems a little too, too. You know, just filling in the blank. I think there. I think people. And I think he'll have more creative uh, options working without the Dark Order, who's comedy mainly. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people want to see some kind of substance with the Dark Order because they've kind of been in limbo for quite some time with with you know Brody Lee's passing and and. Uh, you know, then the, the association with Hangman. I mean, I honestly don't. I I wouldn't. I could care less whether they're if if Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotundo were to, were to come to AEW and be involved with them. I could care less if that were to happen. I I, I really could. I'm not the biggest Dark Order guy either. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I thought it had Same potential here. with with Brody Lee and turning it into like a real cult, and they they they, they kind of turned it into a joke, if you ask me. Yeah, they really um, did. And I, and I don't and I know really why. Would... Like, what was the purpose of that? Even with his son being involved, that even, like, took it down a peg. No offense, but... I mean, was... I don't... I Listen, you know, if that's... If, if that kid's a big, you know, big wrestling fan, his father was his idol, his hero, if, if they sure, incorporated but he doesn't him from need time to, be to time... made the leader. No, but, you know, I think I, I think everybody kind of knows what it is. It's it's really yeah. for the kid. It's not really for the entertainment of us, you know. If, right if, if, if that's going to help him heal, then so be it. You know, that's right how on. I look at it. Um, any other releases or uh, appearances? Well, we talk about Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Okay. Like, that's yeah. another one, too. Like, he, I, I mean, WWE on a main event level, could use someone like him. But at the same time, if he wants to go explore other avenues and work in Japan and have a little bit more freedom, you know, I'm all about that too. You know, I, 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 I'm... Yeah, you it's, haven't it's heard a very the yes, yes, yes chant in WWE since he's left. No, we haven't. So, but he's also another guy too that I could, I feel like they could pick up the phone and say, all right, here, you know, you want this schedule? Okay, we'll give it to you. All right, you want this amount of money? Okay, we'll give it to you. All right, you want to go work, you know, Japan? We'll let you go do that, you know, when this when this run is over sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, time will tell. It, he'd be a very interesting fit in AEW. He would have some great dream matches. Um, he's one of those guys that I feel like if I, – I, part of me has a feeling he'll be involved somehow with CM Punk. Like, yeah, they have to bring that back because the the matches that they had in WWE were quality, but they were yeah. based around AJ Lee, and yep. uh, you know it was kind but of. But I, goofy I also angles. think too, there's been there's been some from what from what I gather, there's been some animosity between these two publicly. I know that like Brian once said in an interview that like, no, I'm the best wrestler in the world. This is a number of years back, referring to Punk, and I think there was some. From what I understand, I think part of Punk's frustration, I think, wasn't so much that that Daniel Bryan was getting a push over him. It was the fact that he wasn't getting that push. And mm-hmm. I think I think the timing of Daniel Bryan getting the push, I think, kind of, you know, accelerated. Well, you and I have spoken about that, too. They should have just pushed them for the main event of WrestleMania. Like, mm-hmm. who is the best in the world? And yeah. they, they totally, like, like, went different directions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean... It's it's a very interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Do, would I say it's on the levels of like interest during the Monday Night Wars? No, but it's it, it's it's close because of all yeah. these guys that are potentially leaving um, and, and going to AEW. But he's also another one. All three of those guys are well. I definitely think would be able to contribute. But at the same time, will they be taking someone's spot or will they be getting lost in the shuffle? 
So well, if, if they all three are there, would you consider that comparable to the Monday Night Wars? I mean, nobody will ever be as no, over I don't as think those it'll characters. Be no, I don't think it'll be comparable to the Monday Night Wars um, because here's the thing that made the Monday Night Wars so 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 great was the fact that we didn't have the advent of social media. The internet was still in its infancy, so we didn't know a lot about who was coming and who was going. We've been known we've known for a while that there's been rumors that one, if not all three of these guys could potentially join AEW. So, and the you know there's 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 countless message boards and groups on social media that chat about this subject on a regular basis, you know, about mm-hmm. how they're going to beat WWE when Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt and Adam Cole show up. You know what I mean? So, whereas back, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when the Monday Night Wars was, you know, it's actually yeah, about 25, 26 years ago when it was in its infancy, you didn't know that Lex Luger was showing up. You didn't know that Medusa was showing up. You didn't true, know that the true. NWO was a thing. You didn't know Hulk Hogan was going to turn into a bad guy. Things like that. You know, so I think that's what some people might have. Some people might have. Maybe there Um, might be some. There might be some. It was a smaller percentage, definitely compared to 25 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, All right. So, uh, I mean, what do you want? You want to talk about WWE this weekend of WWE? Sure. Why not? Why not? Soma Slam, a four-hour and eleven-minute event with (laughs) one hour and thirty minutes of wrestling. Dave, I did the time myself. Wow, really? Holy One crap, hour and 30 minutes of actual fucking wrestling. Wow. Everything else was uh, was filler. Wow. Entrances. Talking. Damn. <sighs> you, yeah. you, you dedicated that amount of time. Holy cow. No, I just looked up on Wikipedia the match times. Added them together. Oh, but Wikipedia yeah. is not always... The, is not well, they always had the accurate, accurate match times from bell to bell. Okay. All right. All right. So, All right. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, right. an hour and 30 minutes of actual in-the-ring wrestling. Um, but, you know... Summer Sam Slam is a spectrum, and they wanted to uh, a spectacle rather. They wanted to make it a big time here in Las Vegas. Um, what were your thoughts overall on the fans? I mean, they were whew, they were very vocal during this whole event. I liked it. I mean, I I I, I loved I it. I didn't love Summer Slam. I thought it was a six and a half, maybe even a seven in terms Ooh. of like overall show. Yeah, I think um, I think six point five, six point five or yeah, something like that. Um, me, I'm big on production, so I kind of like the fact they didn't have a huge stage setup, and it was like it, it, it reminded me a lot of um, the old uh, uh, entry ray where like it's like a like a very thin aisle like on a diagonal with like the the, the curtain area. It kind of reminded me of, like the old WrestleMania entrances uh, mm-hmm. from like the early manias, you know, um, where they had like the big block logo overhead the curtain, and then the guys come out like you know on the side. Instead yep. of like straight down the middle of the the ramp to the ring, um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. The the setup itself, um, from a production standpoint, a lot of people, you know, took pictures before the before the show started of the of the, the stadium, and um, only about three quarters of the stadium was was filled. They didn't sell seats for the 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 back. I would imagine that had a lot to do with the pandemic and the restrictions that Vegas has, uh, as well as the fact that they probably didn't want. They probably were also preparing in the event that they would have to have, you know, shut the show down or re- move it to another location. So they figure, you know, when it comes to renting the building out, oh, they're only renting X amount of space, or they're only selling tickets for X amount, so it's only going to cost them this to rent, etc. Right. Um, Things like that, logistically. But, you know, 51,000 people, that's pretty cool. It was nice to see that. Um, 
you know, I, I'm a big, like I said, big on production. So it was a West Coast show. So it started in the afternoon. So it was a lot of daylight. And then it, as time went on, it transformed, you know, o- you know, overnight. And it, it became darker in the in the stadium. And then they used the big flashy color lights, etc. But um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, the, like I said, big on production. Um, my takeaways from the show that I enjoyed, I liked the Becky Lynch return. I thought it was cool, and the fact that she kind of turned heel and, and, and stole the belt from Bianca, I'm interested in that. A lot of people look at that as like finger poke of doom, you know, 2.0, or, you know, Hogan, Brett, Yoko from WrestleMania 9, but, you know, introduced her back into TV, brought us a surprise, and kind of changed her character up a little bit. Because she I got thought a hell of a ma- reaction, too. She did in the beginning, but then when she kind of shook, when she shook Bianca's hand and, and, and got the quick pinfall, a lot of people were like, whoa. Yeah. And they didn't really like that too much, so um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a fun spot in SummerSlam, even though it was a short match, um, and um, and it's gonna build off of that. So I'm confident that that that, that rivalry will build off of what took place. Um, let's let's go through match by match. All right, let's, yeah, let's do it then. Let's do it then. RK Bro defeated AJ Styles and Omos to win the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, Fun match, you know, to start us off for, yep. for the action. Um, on the pre-show, Big E did defeat Baron Corbin. I have no care for that. I did kind of expect maybe Big E could uh, make a Money in the Bank cash-in, but no, he didn't. Um, that's fine, or at least a tease at it. But they didn't need that. Uh, they had plenty planned in mind. Um, yep. Any thoughts on the tag match? It was what it was. It was fun. Fun way to open the show. I had a feeling that, you know, it was going to go the RK-Bro way for the tag team titles. And, uh... You know, everyone's waiting for, for, for Randy to turn on Riddle. I think this is gonna I think they're gonna drag this out and milk this for as long as they can. And I honestly think we might see Riddle turn on Randy. Ooh. Down the line. I think I okay. think we I think over time I think they're gonna go a while with this. I, I can see this going into WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. So looks like there's some long term booking for WrestleMania. Yeah. Um moving on, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Dud. Dud, this was the worst thing on here. They could not wrestle. It looked like going through the motions, stilted, it was bad. That's all I'll have to say. I had no interest in this. Next and match. I, I, I try to give women credit, but it's about passion and intensity. You talk Next about Dakota, We'll talk about Dakota Kai and Selena Gonzalez uh uh, later, but yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, next match. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, Damian Priest defeats Sheamus to become the United States Champion. Uh, one of the top matches for me for the night. This was hard hitting. These guys uh, were bringing it all, going at it. Uh, Damian Priest finally getting a title, a singles title, um, getting that push there. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I liked it. Like you said, hard hitting. These guys tore it up. Uh, Sheamus has a... been having a hell of a showcase. Um, a yeah. lot of people. Don't I think like he's him, got one more I, main event great. run in him. Yeah, dude, I was thinking that too. I think he's got one more main event run in him, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I've not, I've always appreciated Sheamus's work. I've just never really connected with the character. I liked his stuff in the bar with Cesaro, uh, mm-hmm. but um, the most recent stuff he did with Drew McIntyre really, really like stood out for me when it came. Even to with him. Riddle, yeah, they they've had they've had some great ma- yeah he's had some great matches these last few months and the one with Damian Priest at SummerSlam they definitely delivered I really enjoyed it sleeper of the night absolutely um, moving on the Usos become tag team champions again SmackDown um, the tribe is strong now defeating father and son Rey Mysterio and Dominic 
Uh, it was a fun match. It, you know, the, the, these guys didn't disappoint. I'm not really a big fan of the 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 potential of a Ray Dominic split, the father son sort of. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, him like, turning like, on him. Yeah, or, or, I, I you don't know, being a rookie to another wrestler that's a heel. Yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, I don't really. Honestly, like I like them as a team. Like keep the father and son thing going for a while. Make them a real staple of the tag division. If honestly, sometimes simplicity when it comes to storytelling and wrestling can can go a long way. And I don't think Dominic turning on Ray because you weren't there for me, Daddy, or you're holding me back, Daddy, from from you know gaining my potential in WWE. I don't think that's going to resonate well with the audience. I really don't. They have to get something really emotionally gripping in order for me to really get into that. But something as simple as if Ray were to announce that, you know, he feels like his son is ready to be on his own and it's time for him to retire, maybe Ray maybe Ray were to propose the idea on television, I want one last match and I want it with my son. I want to have awesome. a match with my son. That's a good and, build. And, you know what I mean? And 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 have the ultimate test. Are you really ready? And if you're ready, then it's time for me to retire. You Which, know, if in my I thoughts, feel... I don't know if he's ready. <sighs> Some of no, the... I don't think he's ready either. But he's not yeah. bad. He's he's farther along than a lot of people. Yeah. When it comes to his skill and his ability, he's farther along than a lot of people. I I, I I'm I've been impressed with his time on the roster and I mean the match with Seth Rollins last year in front of nobody. Yeah. In front of great. nobody was a great match. That was one that was the highlight of SummerSlam last year. So to have him tag with his father, it's been cool to watch. Uh but you know, I, I the match wasn't bad with them and the Usos, but I'm just not really into this whole like Dominic and, and Ray like possibly split them up. I really don't want to see it. I don't. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Becky Lynch, like you said, defeated Bianca Belair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was supposed to be Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. What ended up happening with that? I, or, I'm not sure. About they say she hasn't been cleared to wrestle. I don't know. But okay. honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it was COVID-related and they just didn't want to reveal it. Right. They haven't been doing that. So then Carmella came out um, and Becky Lynch showed up as a surprise and got a big, big pop. Um, probably the biggest pop of the night. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's one more. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Becky Lynch, like you said, reached out the hand and then knocked Bianca on her ass and hit the manhandle slam. One, two, three. New champion and new new, uh, feistiness. Smackdown women's champion. Yeah, new feistiness, too. A little bit of a heel nudge to her. I wonder if they'll do anything with her and Rollins. Um, I don't think so. I wouldn't. I mean, okay. I, I, I honestly, I don't think it worked the first time when they were baby faces. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're both on the it, same show now. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, moving on, Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. Big whoop de doo. Not a terrible match, but I had no desire to see this rivalry. No, no. Uh, and it looks like it may continue. Who knows? Um, and then uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley um, to become the Raw Women's Champion. How many titles is this for her now? I think she's at 12. Whew, Jesus. Hell of a match. Um, man, she did that spinning moonsault, corkscrew moonsault. 
knocking Nikki on her head, like in her head with her leg. That looked brutal. Um, they were hard hitting. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Same. I thought this was a great match. I think Charlotte Flair doesn't get enough credit for her skill and her ability in the ring. You know, she's only got fucking, what is it, eight years in the business. And, you know, for someone who had no desire to be in wrestling to begin with, you know, she's really picked it up. And she's easily the, the, the top women's draw in WWE right now, I would say. You know, it's like her and Becky, like neck and neck. Um, I, I, I think she gets too much flack. And, but I think I just also, can't stand her when she's face. It's it's she's better. Oh, no, as she's not a, yeah, yeah. Player. yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's not a good baby face. But um, I, I enjoyed the match. It was definitely it was definitely hard hitting. It was fast paced, and they they all they all kicked ass. And I had no problem with her winning the title for the twelfth time. It was a, it was a fun match. Right on. Um, where do you think Nikki Ash goes from here? Um. I could kind of see her like form a partnership maybe with like Rhea Ripley kind of doing like a like a like a odd couple kind of duo where like Rhea Ripley. Didn't like, we already see that with her and Alexa Bliss? Are we gonna get Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss? Like the superhero takes out the supervillain. Well, look, calling it, it back it look, to them. It looks like they might be leaning towards Alexa and Charlotte. Uh, from, right. From from what I gather on Raw, so I I think they're leaning towards maybe Nikki. Um, have a tag team partner and they might go after the women's tag belts. I don't know. But uh, she could also chase Charlotte for the belt too and I wouldn't be upset with that because she's kind of really developed into this superhero role and I think it's working for her. So I'm glad that she's getting a break and she's doing something because she was off TV for quite some time and yeah. they were doing a whole lot of nothing with her. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the superhero thing but it, it, it she seems to be doing it well. And um, Alexa Bliss... That her versus Charlotte Flair, that'll be something because uh, Alexa Bliss's skill set, and that's why she's going to do like the stalling magic stuff. But then that's going to be hokey with Charlotte Flair. So it is what it is, I guess, uh, with WWE. Yeah. But yeah, um, moving on, match of the night for me: Edge defeating Seth Rollins via submission. Uh, man, hell of a hell of a match, a hell of an entrance from. Um, Edge too. They did the blood, the brood bath to Seth Rollins the night before when he was in a white suit, and uh, then he comes back with that old music and through the flames, and then does his actual entrance. One of the bigger pops of the night too. Edge. Yeah, that great entrance. Thought that was cool, and the match was even better. Um, definitely, I would like to see them hook it up again. Yes. But I don't know if they they have plans to do that. I know that there's a draft coming up in the fall, so I don't know if they're going to move some guys around, but I wouldn't mind seeing Edge and Rollins uh, hook it up again. I think uh, I think it was a great match. And and arguably, yeah, you can make an argument. I mean, if it's your match of the night, I, I, I can't really argue that, you know, because um, it's your match of the night. But it was a great match, and yeah, I'll, I'll go on record. Yeah, it was match of the night. I'll, I'll, go on, I'll, I'll go on record saying that as well. Definitely match of the night. These guys tore it up. Yeah, and uh, Edge counters the stomp, um, turns it into the educator, uh, and then a crossface, but he doesn't get the submission there. And then Edge locks in just like the bulldog choke, submitting Rollins. Isn't that a John Moxley's finisher? I believe it's one of his finishers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, it was still it was still a good way to end the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It was cool. And they had Rollins even tap. So I think it might be over for now unless they meet in like a SummerSlam or multi-man match. You know? Elimination Chamber or anything like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's let's go back real quick. What the hell was that Rick Boogs and Shinsuke coming out? I mean, that was just like a dance along. I guess so, yeah. (sighs) Um, Yeah. I thought thought it was like a... Yeah, I thought. Well, Art, let's go back a little bit. They brought out the um, Gable Stevenson and the female Olympic wrestlers. Yes, to, that's like, right. Wave to the crowd, and I thought for sure we would have seen like Sammy Zayn or something come out, and then like exactly. those two like toss him around or something. I know that WWE is interested in signing Gable Stevenson. They want to turn him into like the next Brock or Kurt mm-hmm. Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I know UFC might be interested in him. He's yeah, got a Pat lot of McAfee offers on the table. Even mentioned Dana White. Yeah, so. <laughs> The fact that he appeared on pay-per-view and they kind of did that little, like, you know, curtain call or whatever, um, I thought it was going to lead to something more, like, you know, setting up an angle of sorts. But, um, yeah, that was more filler. And then the the, the, the Nakamura, Rick Boogs uh, guitar segment. I'm not the biggest fan of that whole deal with Boogs and, and Nakamura. But um, I, it was cool to see the crowd kind of, you know, hum along to Nakamura's music. It's been a while since we've heard something like that. So yeah, um, it it is what it is. It was just you know a, a way to get them on the show. Yeah, then that's leading us into the worst segment of the night. John Morrison and the Miz come out to reveal uh, their Dripstick Two Thousand, and uh, Xavier Woods comes comes out dressed like uh, an homage to Scott Hall, the bad guy. I liked that little look for him. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" At first, and then I got it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. he's Razor." Um, yeah, and. He, he sprayed water at them. This is that stuff that's for kids, but even kids don't really enjoy it. Well, I mean, what kids do you know that enjoy it or don't enjoy it? I don't know, but I will find out soon when I okay. torture my daughter with it. So you're going to so. buy a drip stick and... No, 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 no. I'm not, not the drip stick. Uh, the segments. Oh, okay. Oh, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then in the semi-main, uh, we have the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defended and won against Goldberg. What was this, man? They uh, the the fans turned on Goldberg big time throughout this whole match. MVP hits Goldberg in the leg, and he delay sells the leg, and then they just smash it over and over again. Uh, he says he has to give up the match, and. They're smashing him in the leg with the chair, um, and uh, Goldberg's son comes out and gets put in the hurt lock, and then we get MVP on the mic saying, look, there's no way he didn't know that that was his son, or, you know, and then uh, Goldberg gets up, and he says, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you! Yeah, and uh, Bobby Lashley looked dominating throughout this whole thing, Um, but... What what the heck was this? Do you think they called that on the fly, or do you think that was the actual booking of that? Like, yeah, was I that? think that was the booking. Absolutely. Jesus. Yeah, I think that was definitely the booking. I don't think that they. I don't. I don't think Goldberg there was, looked there very sloppy any, too. Well, it's Goldberg. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm as much as much as I love nostalgia, and you know, I th- I think the ship has sailed when it comes to the, the nostalgia of Goldberg. You know, the stuff he did with Brock was great. Um, but these last couple of times he's been on TV, it's just been kind of eh, you know? I mean, granted, Drew he put over Drew at the Royal Rumble, and it wasn't a terrible match. Um, it was what it was. The stuff with Lashley, I'm glad that at least, you know, we didn't get to see 
Goldberg run through Lashley, but um, you know Goldberg's contract he's he's set for two matches a year. He's already had his two matches, so I can't see them. Well, I can't actually see them. I I hope that they don't bring him back next year on TV and he totally forgets what Lashley did to him and, right. and his son. You know what I mean? Right. I have a feeling that because Goldberg mentioned it recently, he was on the bump on WWE Network. And the YouTube channel. And he talked about how his contract is up next year. He's got two more matches on his deal. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this finish was designed to set up the rematch at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. I was they, just going to say that. They've announced that. So Yeah, he's got to get I, a good payday. Like That's exactly my thoughts. I was like, they're just building this up for the Saudi because they, they showed that commercial kind of before yep. this match. Um, and Goldberg's got to get a big payday. So I think uh, I think that's exactly what they're setting it up for. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't With surprise Gage me in his if, corner or something? It wouldn't surprise me if they did a stipulation at like Extreme Rules next month where it's okay. Gage Goldberg against MVP. And if the kid wins, Goldberg gets his rematch against Lashley and they set it up for Crown Jewel. Don't be surprised if you see that. Okay. okay. A 15-year-old boy, a minor, in a wrestling match with a 40-something-year-old man. Hmm. That's not against any kind of DCF type of standards. There's no child services involved in this match. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't know if the Athletic Commission, which depending on which state, I'm sure if they do it in Florida, they're like, whatever. But, yeah. Um, it's going to be Columbus, Ohio. Where the, where, where, or maybe it's either Columbus or Cincinnati. I think it's Columbus. Columbus, Ohio, I think, is hosting Extreme Rules in September. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I, it was, I think it was designed to set up Crown Jewel. And, like I said, I'd rather that happen than Goldberg show up next year at WrestleMania and challenge somebody totally different and forget that Bobby Lashley put his kid in the fucking full Nelson. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I were um, Gage Goldberg, I'd have turned on my dad if he did some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they will... Um... Continue to push Bobby Lashley strong. What do you think the direction or trajectory for him is throughout until WrestleMania? I don't know if he'll go all the way to WrestleMania. It wouldn't surprise me if they kept the belt on him at least through the fall. Um, I have a feeling that with the with the way that the ratings are, do you um, see Big E in him? I could see a Big E. I could see a. I could see a cash in on like a like like a like a, a special edition of Monday. Night, like the all right. So the draft is coming up. Okay, they're, they're, they're talking about a draft. It hasn't been advertised yet, but they've discussed doing a draft in October. Don't be surprised if maybe we see a Money in the Bank cash-in on one of those draft episodes. Yeah. You know, maybe Big E cashes in on Lashley. I don't Some ratings, know. yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly don't know. But um, I, could see, I could see Lashley losing it in the fall. Um, I don't know how far – I mean – then again, maybe they keep him, you know, champion for a very long time. I mean, I, I'm not – I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but because our culture and our society has gone through a racial divide with the Black Lives Matter movement and and the things that have taken place with George Floyd, etc., we've seen a lot more African-American superstars in WWE get more opportunities, which is great, 100%. I think WWE kind of wants to stay on that 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 wavelength and on that track, and it wouldn't surprise me if Lashley had a longer title run, which I have no problem with. Let me be clear on that: no problem with it whatsoever. But I think a lot of times, and my point here with this that I'm making is that WWE likes to 
be reflective of what we're seeing in society and in culture. And we're seeing in our country this racial divide has led right. to a lot more opportunities for people of color in all walks of life. And I and think sometimes WWE, rightfully so. Sometimes right, it's just pushed like Mansoor. No offense, but yeah. Yeah, but no, in all seriousness, I think I, I, it wouldn't surprise me because of what we're seeing in our culture and our society that Lashley has that opportunity and continues that. Mm-hmm. And maybe even it transcends into Big E winning the title. Who knows? I can maybe even Big see e. that being a WrestleMania moment. Big E tries to cash in, gets screwed over, and then we get the rematch. And, I mean, it's reminiscent to have the, you know, uh, it, what you know wouldn't that be something the Hurt Business kind of reforms or he gets new members of the Hurt Business. Um, that's, and, yeah, that, that's very possible. That is very possible. I also think, day. too, I also think, too, I think they want, with the exception of, because we saw it, or you know, last year's Money in the Bank was a joke. I mean, Otis won it, and then eventually they they gave it to Miz, and then Miz was a transitional champion to get it to Bobby Lashley, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then Oscar won it, and she was gifted the belt because Becky Lynch was pregnant. So I right. think they're trying to reestablish the importance of the Money in the Bank. They had Nikki Ash cash it in the night after she won and beat Charlotte. I think. Biggie's moment will be a successful one when he cashes in, depending on who that's against. But uh-huh. I think that will also take place on TV. I don't okay. think we'll see that at the pay per view. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on to the main event. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats John Cena. Um, another Roman Reigns theatrical match. A lot of pausing, a lot of talking during this. Um, Cena ends up putting Reigns through an announce table with an attitude adjustment. Um, and the, the the story here was could Cena roll him up quickly. You know, there was a lot of roll-ups in here, a lot of surprises, um, and a lot of near falls. Um, Reigns misses a spear and goes into the ring post. Cena hits a super AA off the top rope. That looked cool. Um, then uh, Cena goes for a spear of his own, but uh, Reigns hits him with a Superman punch twice and then hits the spear, and uh, yeah. Uh, one, two, three. That's it. Um, then, post-match, Brock Lesnar comes back. We hear the music of Brock Lesnar. Um, man, that was pretty cool. Pop of the night, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I give it to Brock. I definitely give it to Brock. Yeah. As far as the match goes, I enjoyed the match. You know, you labeled it a Roman Reigns theatrical match, and I think that's what's worked for him. You know, he's he's really developed into this head-of-the-table tribal chief character. This is his best work, the, 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 the character evolution and the, the of Roman Reigns as, you know, being this white meat baby face that was forced down fans for the of Roman Reigns as, you know, being this white meat baby face that was forced down fans' throats to being this, you know, dominant dictator of a champion. Um, I really think that the match with Cena was, was everything I expected. And then some, I thought it was a great match. I like the story of Cena. All he's got to do is beat him one, two, three. And Reigns was just kind of toying with him. And I, I thought it was a good story overall. I really did. The return with Brock, I'm not upset about it. I know the whole internet's losing their mind. He grew a ponytail. He looks like a Viking. Came out in jeans and cowboy boots. Um, why are they doing this again? Um, there's two sides you can look at it when it comes to a Brock Roman Reigns rivalry, which is rumored for either Crown Jewel or Survivor Series. I think they'll, I think they might do it at both, to be honest with you. But on one hand, 
Brock comes back, how could you not have him get involved with Roman Reigns because of the association with Paul, Paul Heyman? Heyman yeah. you know? How could you not? But at the same time, okay, when he comes back and you get those fans to be like, oh, well, it's so obvious he's going to wrestle you know, Roman. You know, Why don't they do something different? Me personally, I would have kind of kept them apart for a little bit. Maybe have Brock return on Raw and Heyman's, now, and Heyman's still his advocate and Heyman's double dipping on both sides. And you build like that they did for a with few Punk months. And, uh, Lesnar before. Yeah, and you and you you double dip and you kind of build that up for a little bit until you somehow they clash like at Royal Rumble or something. You know, um, I I thought honestly a Brock Roman Reigns match. I kind of pictured it for Survivor Series, and because Survivor Series is going to be in Brooklyn, but I kind of pictured it as. Heyman being like the ultimate promoter in, in like a boxing sense and putting this fight together with two of his fighters, Roman mm. Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the title. And then you build off of that, you know, and Heyman has to choose. I guess you could you, you could kind of throw that out there. But like they, they the three of them come to this agreement that they're going to clash and have this monumental match of Survivor Series. And it's all, you know, under the, 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 the umbrella, the roof of Paul Heyman, so to speak. Uh, but at the same time, Brock had been gone for a while. Heyman, you know, has joined up with Roman, the bloodline, the tribal chief. And I'm not against it. I, you know, I've always liked Brock and Roman's chemistry. My favorite matches, their match at the first WrestleMania in California when Roman was a babyface. I just thought the electricity in that match and the chemistry they had was something. I've not been the biggest fan of some of their, their, their later matches, but... Um, I think with this dynamic now of Heyman in Roman's corner, Roman this dominant heel as the champion, and Brock is just this... Brock's Brock. Brock's going to be a beast, but they're going to book him like a face through this angle. I think. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, honestly, I don't know how... I mean, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm intrigued by it, but it was definitely pop of the night and something that I think a lot of fans have wanted to see for quite some time. You'll get the diehards to be like, oh, Brock again? Oh, we're going to see this for the hundredth time? Like Dennis, my right. co-host, I'm kicking out of two. Like he was in a text thread and he was like, yeah. I'm so sick of seeing Brock and Boomin' Reigns, he calls them. And <laughs> it did, you know, I mean, everyone's got their opinion, that's great. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it. And I think it's going to make for some interesting TV, for at least in that angle. Yeah, could be. I mean, I'm not totally invested in it either, but it could just be a nice little angle with uh, some talking with Roman Reigns and then Paul Heyman. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. After the event, Lesnar um, did some German suplexes and an F5 on on Cena. Yeah, I saw the video for that. Yeah, that's probably just something for the crowd. I don't think they're really going to elaborate anymore. I mean, you know, yeah. John Cena came back and hardly addressed his – his disappearance in the Firefly Funhouse. So, you know, you know yeah. how they like to leave things open-ended. I guess so. What what happens with John Cena next? He's gonna go make movies, and then he'll come back, and he'll he'll work with someone else that they want to elevate. I think the next step for him is either Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre. You don't think he'll ever have the seventeen-time uh, reign? Because they I they merchandise I, the hell. I love that shirt and entrance, by the way. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. I like that. Even though people will say that it ripped off CM Punk, but whatever. I don't care. Fuck you. Um, no, I, I do think that at some point, like, maybe maybe Lashley is champion. They might do 17. Or maybe Drew, if Drew gets the belt back, you know. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Drew McIntyre turn heel. 
and kind of turn on the fans for not being there for him as he was the one that was carrying the flag during the pandemic. Maybe Drew wins the belt and they they turn him heel, and at some point they get him and Cena. I know Drew's wanted a match with Cena for a long time. He's publicly said it. Cena's gone on record as to saying that he doesn't have as much interest in having a match with Drew McIntyre, so maybe they're going to build off of that. But Interesting. I think Cena will come back every now and then and you know have a few matches. It all depends. If he, if he continues to blow up in the movies... He might be persona non grata uh, mm. in, in WWE, and you might just see like you know a few satellite appearances um, for, with him from time to time. He might have his, just as big of a schedule as The Rock. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Cena, Cena will be back, and I I think he'll be doing some meaningful stuff. I I definitely think that there's still intrigue with the title for him. You know, going for seventeen. You know. You know, I have one last one in me. Can I get to 17? Can I break the record, etc.? They they alluded to it with him and Roman, so I think there's still interest there if they were to do it again with another champion. Absolutely. Um, yeah, SummerSlam, fun time. Uh, skipping through some of the events. Um, I, I mean, like I had to I had to fast forward through some of those promos and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it it was fun. Um, let's move on to NXT. I had a good time watching this one. Um, Top, top, like, you know, top to bottom, all the wrestling on this show was great. Um, Cameron Grimes defeats L.A. Knight to become the million-dollar champion. Had Grimes lost, DiBiase, Ted DiBiase would become Knight's butler. Um, but a uh, hard-hitting match. These guys beat the hell out of each other. Uh, bruises and welts all over each other. Cameron Grimes had a busted nose. Um, he hits the cave stomping after Ted DiBiase hit his uh, Dream Street and uh, uh, on uh, L.A. Night and threw him back in the ring. And my fiance said, "Wait, the the good guy just cheated." And I was like, "Ah, that's kind of whatever." Um, but yeah, Cameron <laughs> Grimes being the million dollar man. I you know I didn't watch all of this show. I had to fast forward through some stuff. Um... The, the, the Grimes, I've not been a biggest fan of Cameron Grimes, but this, you know, like, redneck that, you know, came into some money kind of storyline and involved DiBiase in it, it's been pretty interesting. He's grown on um, me with his in-ring work, more yeah, or less. Yeah, I mean, his in, I, I'm not doubting his ability in the ring, but just the character, I was never yeah. really a big fan of it. Yeah. And L.A. Knight to me, all right, I had this conversation with my brother, actually, about L.A. Knight. First of all, L.A. Knight's entrance music. Sounds like the music you would hear in the closing credits of CSI Orlando. Okay? <laughs> like, it's fucking awful. That's the first thing. Second of all, he's missing something. Okay? There's just something missing. I'm not taking away his ability when he was Eli Drake in Impact it's Wrestling. It's because or he's NWA. not Eli Drake. They're making him okay? LA Knight. Uh, but he is just, there is just something missing about him. Like, he is the. Where my, my brother had this quote. It was actually pretty good. I'll have to find it right here in the text message thread as I'm looking through. But, yeah. Um, pretty much, L.A. Knight is, 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 damn, where is it? Damn it. I'm trying to find this shit here. I apologize for everyone that's listening to a bunch it of It does look like right they're now. they're putting him into the main event spot or at least some focus. I saw that. The, towards they go, towards uh, war games, at least. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it looks like yeah he's gonna have some sort of involvement in the title picture now that Samoa Joe is champion. Um, damn, where is he at? Let me fucking find this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, he's missing something. I gotta read this quote because it was fucking funny. My brother popped me with it. Um, 
Yeah, my brother said, L.A. Knight is largely unimpressive. He's like when you mix all the soda flavors from the fountain at McDonald's and you come up with no flavor. <laughs> then we see him again and we're like, oh, look at this guy. Then you mix the sodas again thinking your mind is going to be blown. And yet again, no flavor. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was fucking dying when he said that shit. I was yeah, dying. That's funny shit. But that's 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 just. I mean, and and he's right. Yeah. There's nothing impressive about him. Like no. his look and everything, but like he's just he's, he's missing something. Yeah, and that's what, he missing. he said he doesn't do the flips and flops and everything uh, when he came to NXT. He doesn't need to though. I know, but he yeah, like you said, even in when he was in Impact, um, I I always said he was kind of like a, uh, you know the white boy. Uh, that was privileged getting to do the rock impression, you know, uh-huh. uh, at a party or something. And everyone's like, yeah, Oh, yeah. that's cool. But then that's all he can do is the rocks impression. You're like, okay, bud. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes, those kind of win me over with, uh, his in-ring stuff. Some of the comedy is hokey, but some of it's, it, it lands. Um, moving on. Raquel Gonzalez defeats Dakota Kai uh, to retain her NXT Women's Championship. Hard-hitting match again, um, and Raquel remains dominant. Not too much to talk about there with that, though. I didn't watch that, so let's move on. Um, Ilya Dragunov defeats Walter to become the new match NXT the United Kingdom Champion. Match of match the, of the fucking night. night. Uh, possibly match of the weekend. Um, yes, Yes, uh, man. There was the uh, so many near falls. Uh, Walter hits a frog splash. That was that looked nice. Um, Dragonoff puts a sleeper on him. Walter escapes. Then Dragonoff hits Walter with several clubs to the back of the head, and then finally hits that sleeper. And fucking Walter taps after an eight hundred and seventy day reign as one of the most dominant champions in the our modern day era of uh, WWE wrestling. Yeah, the match lived up to the hype. The re- it was a rematch from their NXT UK Classic a few, you know, last year. It, it definitely lived up to the hype. It had an, it had fans in attendance, so it, it really made the match even more special. Um, I hate when chant when fans chant "Fight Forever," Ugh. but I would. But honestly, I'd have no problem seeing these two fight forever because they just put on. They, they put on performances like you wouldn't believe. It was just. It was. It's and, right there with their first encounter. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just as good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's just as good. Like meat, like ground beef, you know. Ugh. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. it. It lived up to the expectations. It over delivered, I guess you could say. In some absolutely, um, that was good. And then we get uh, Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly, a thirteen-year feud. Um, interesting enough, I have Honor Club, and right now I'm in 2011, and these guys are a tag team. Um, and then we we get the blow off of Future Shock eventually coming up soon. Um, so it's 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 interesting to watch that and then watch this going back and forth. But these guys have had a, a big history with the Undisputed Era, and they they have this um, best two out of three falls match where it's a traditional match, a street fight, and then if it comes to it, a steel cage. Obviously, it came to it. Uh, the first pinball is a Panama Sunrise attempt by Adam Adam Cole, which I hate. Uh, that move makes no sense to me. Um, so he got rolled up by Kyle O'Reilly, one, two, three. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly won the first pinfall. Then we move on to the street fight. Um, 
some interesting stuff here pulls out they pull out some chains and stuff like that um and uh cole wins this by uh working on the ribs of kyle o'reilly and there was some you know hard-hitting stuff in there um and O'Reilly went on the top rope for a knee drop, but Cole threw O'Reilly and uh, hit him with the last shot um, to win the second fall. Uh, then we go to the steel cage. Uh, Adam Cole beat down Kyle O'Reilly, threw him on the table, um, didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and then we get the two fighting. Uh, Adam Cole brings out handcuffs, hooks um O'Reilly to the ropes and hits a super kick. Then O'Reilly grabs the foot and turns it into a heel hook, forcing Adam Cole to submit another submission um, finish over the weekend. Um, and the crowd is chanting bullshit. And they kind of turned on Kyle O'Reilly. You think it's because they know what's happening with Adam Cole? Or what, what do you think? I, th- I Either that or the finish was very abrupt. Okay. Um, that that that's just that's just my take from watching it. I'll be honest with you, I've enjoyed their matches, but I've not fell in love with this rivalry. Like, no, this was kind of yeah. Like from the the takeover back WrestleMania weekend, then they had the singles match at Great American Bash, and then you know to this like I didn't fall in like I don't know. Maybe I expected more from these two. Maybe I feel like this was rushed because maybe they maybe they know that Cole's on his way out. I don't know, but I just didn't really fall in love with this. this uh, and let's put it this way. I'm glad that this match didn't go as long as... You remember the two out of three falls match that Cole had with Gargano in Toronto a few years ago to take over? Yes. They did like three stages of hell and it was like a... They did like a superplex off the top of the cage through like a stack of tables or some bullshit like that. Yep. Whatever it was, right? Yeah. That match went almost like 90 minutes. Like, yeah. it was, like, ridiculous. Like, I'm glad it didn't go that long. But at the same time, the finish felt very abrupt. Like, I I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't, it wasn't bad, but I wasn't, like, over overly impressed with it either. It just, it, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, kind of, uh... I think the way the booking went too, they had a they had a like a street fight or all out war at first, and then they had a regular singles match, and then they set up this best two out of three falls. But I don't know, um, something about that this feud did not gel, like you said before. They've had yeah. some decent good matches uh, in Ring of Honor as well, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they missed the ball on this one, and we'll see what happens next. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is starting a. A feud with some rookie in NXT uh, looks like, and so he's not really focused in the main event picture right now. Um, which I thought that they were going that direction, but I guess not. I thought he was getting involved. I thought I heard that he he cut a promo wanting a shot at the title. Oh, well, there's been a lot of people coming at the title. Um, okay, uh, you get um, Tommaso Ciampa also getting involved in the picture as yep. well. But I think they might be building to the War Games because Flash Forward. Um, we have Ridge Holland with Pete Dunne, who is also coming towards the title, with Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, which it's yeah. interesting why they're a group, because Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan are the guys that fucking broke <laughs> Ridge Holland's leg when they did the double topes out of the ring, and and he snapped his leg. Um, but yeah, they didn't, they, they have not mentioned that at all, just whatever, ignore it, and we're all a group now. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, main event, we have Karrion Cross 
facing Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe hits a Uranagi, puts Karrion Cross in a muscle buster from the top rope, and uh, that's it. Uh, he's the third. He's the record-setting third NXT championship uh, win there. And Samoa Joe becoming a dominant champion in NXT is always cool. Um, I'm not the biggest carrying cross guy, and they got rid of Scarlet, so I don't know what... I guess he's moving up to the main roster. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Joe's back wrestling, because I like Joe. I'm glad he's in a featured spot as NXT champion. Um, I felt like the stuff with Karrion Cross was rushed because they just threw him on the main roster, and so they wanted to get this out of the way. Um, you know, that he had a little bit of a losing streak on the main roster, then he loses the belt, then he comes back as fucking uh, the fourth member of, of Demolition that had sex with the Sultan, and yeah, you have Karrion Cross. So, <laughs> wait, well, um, what, what's, you know, isn't that interesting that Vince, like, Vince wanted Karrion Cross, fires Samoa Joe. And then <laughs> Triple H makes Samoa Joe the champion and, t- and takes Karrion Cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turns him into you know fucking Spartacus. I wonder like, if he must, some... have, he must have called Jim Hurd and said, "Hey, pal, do you still got the trademark on Spartacus?" Spartacus. I know you wanted to call Ric Flair that in the nineties, but yeah. uh, I'm thinking about using this guy, this 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 crisscross guy. Yeah, Cross. well, goddamn. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, um, that was pretty much it. Um, uh, that was for the weekend, and then any uh, stuff for the week? Um, no, no, nothing really. I mean, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, so by the time this drops, Dynamite will have already happened, maybe even Rampage, depending on when we drop this. But, um, yeah, a lot. we covered a lot of territory, so I, th- I think that's it. I, th- I think we're good. Absolutely. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we will catch up with you again in September. Um, and hopefully uh, just as much exciting news as this episode and uh, another review for you guys. And stay tuned, like we said, for that group. Um, and let's get all together and uh, we can have some more fun here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Dave, um, sign us off and then let, I'll, I'll see everybody later. Talk to you. Thank you, Kobe, very much, and thank you also very much for tuning in and listening this month to another episode of Catching Up with Kobe and myself as we catch up on the current events in professional wrestling. Don't forget, you can find Retromania by searching Retromania with a W on all podcast platforms available. You can find this show, Kicking Out at Two, Heels, uh, Cool Truth with AC, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, all kinds of great bonus content, Origins of Attitude, so much great bonus content you can find all over there on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W on all podcast streams available. And with that being said, it's about that time that we sign off. So we've caught up with you, and we'll catch up with you again next month. Take care, everyone.